0: Raising tweens and teens in today's world is not easy, and I'm on a mission to equip you to love well and to raise emotionally healthy, happy tweens and teens that thrive. I believe that moms are heroes, and we have the power to transform our family and to impact future generations. If you are looking for answers, encouragement, and to become more of the mom and the woman that you want to be, welcome. I'm Cheryl Gould, and I am so glad that you're here. Hi, friend. Welcome to the podcast today. I am so glad that you're here listening in and I am back and I'm so happy to be back with you. I have been on a hiatus for the last three weeks while we have been doing our free workshop series and I've been planning for that. And then we opened up our inner circle membership doors, which just closed last Friday. And so we're going to have a lot more workshops free workshops for you we're going to try to do them on a on a monthly basis so if you missed out or you're not on our newsletter list i recommend you go to moms of Tweens and teens.com and sign up there. And we'll also be opening up our inner circle membership doors in the fall. And you will hear more about that then. So I am really excited for you to meet my special guest today, Tim Williams. And if you have a teen son or a son that is a young man, you are going to want to listen to this. He is the podcast host of Thrivehood. And so many of you reach out to me and you're asking me questions like, do you know a good podcast for my son to listen to, to recommend, or that I can play when we're in the car? And when I saw Tim on Instagram, I knew that I had to reach out to him because he is just so, uh, he's, he's, Funny and the content that he is providing for our sons is just so good. He offers relevant life roadmap information and just little short snippets. And he provides them with practical advice, relatable stories, and advice on such things like goal setting, time management, overcoming limiting beliefs. And we need resources for our sons. There's not a whole lot out there. And uh, I listened and I reached out to Tim and he has such a heart for teen boys and young men. And I know you're going to get a lot out of this podcast episode and really enjoy him. He goes by Uncle Tim. So uh, without further ado, I'm excited for you to meet him. Well, welcome Tim to the Moms of Tweens and Teens podcast. I am so excited to have you on.
1: I'm sorry. Where am I? No, I'm kidding. I'm having fun <laughs> with you. I'm having fun with you already. <laughs> <laughs> I am doing good. I'm honored. I'm blessed. I'm humbled. What you're doing, by the way, Cheryl, is fantastic. It's phenomenal. I did a little research uh, as you reached out to me, and so I'm like, "What is this? What is this woman all about?" And I'm like. She is all about what I'm all about. So I'm I'm excited to be here.
0: Well, I am super excited to have you. And I was telling you, I do not even know how I found you, but I'm so happy I did because I have moms reach out to me at least once or twice a week saying, do you have any resources for my husband to listen to with our son? Do you have any resources for me to listen to with my son? And then I came across Thrivehood Podcast, your podcast that you started. And I was like, oh my gosh, I got to reach out to Tim. I have to have him on. So this is going to be such a great conversation and so needed uh, for our listeners, because I know they are looking for what you are offering. So let's just dive in and tell a little bit about yourself and how did you decide to start this, this podcast a couple of years ago?
1: Well, Tim Williams is my name and I refer to myself on occasion as Uncle Tim. And we'll maybe we'll get to that a little later as to why, but I'm married, got two teenage, you got a teenage girl, teenage boy. We live in Tennessee, wonderful state of Tennessee. And I'm, I'm an older guy that has lived a fairly decent life. I can't really say that I have have had an awful experience with even growing up um, and just, you know, living, working, just doing my thing pretty much. And over the course of my life, probably, I would probably say starting about 20 to 30 years ago, I really began seeing and having a heart for, for men in general and what i mean by that is just seeing some of the complexities and some of the challenges that life can bring to men in general and but we can dive into that at another point i'm just giving you a high level right here and so then i started a a little youth program i did a i did a sort of a, a sort of a uh, i don't know what you'd call it uh, sort of an outing type of program where we would go out and fish and do things like that and try to build camaraderie and those sort of things and so i've had my hand in really helping and facilitating relationships and helping men in general of of really becoming who I think they're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be striving for. And that had sort of tailed off. And so about, about four years ago, about four years ago, I'm like, I would tell my wife, I'm like, I, I want to help people, but I don't know what that looks like. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what I'm saying, but, and I would say that for year after year, I'm like, I just want to help. I don't know. I don't know what it looks like. I can't explain to you what I mean by that, but man, there's just a, there's just a, a a yearning in me. And so about four years ago, the whole idea of a podcast and I'm like, well, I I like to talk (laughs) and I, I like helping men, but I did some research and I'm like, man, there are tons of resources and websites and podcasts for men. And then I thought, What about young men? What about even teenagers? What about the Gen Z generation? I started doing research. There's a lot of resources and tools for parents, for Mm -hmm. single parents, for guardians, whoever's raising these young men. But I didn't find hardly anything available that's directed to them directly. That is something that they have access to of their own free will, something that they have the ability to to access and provide and sort of drink in on their own. And then I did some more research, and I found out that there are a number of young boys that are living in some really challenging situations and environments, whether it's dysfunction or abandonment, or you know, you know, they've been adopted. They're wondering where, you know, what, who, what, who really am I? And on and on and on. And I started putting all this together, and I'm thinking, man. I think the young men, not only in America, but I think around the world, I think they're lost. And then we just talked about it before we started this this series or this episode. It was, you know, COVID and the impact that that's had. And I I could read story after story of young men that took their lives simply because they just couldn't handle being alone, you know, from what the, uh, the the pandemic brought us. So all of that to say that sort of culminated. And I guess the other the other part of this is. I was thinking at the time of, man, I wish I could leave something behind for my kids and my grandkids. I wish there was some way to just let them, you know because I I I think maybe I got one or two good ideas over the last three, two years that I've been <laughs> conveying. Maybe I try to stay humble. I really do. I don't, I you know, I don't have a lot of letters after my name. I'm just a guy, you know, that's just sharing some thoughts and have some speakers on. And then I thought, you know what, this would be great that they could hear Grandpa Williams' two or three generations down the line of hearing of just here's some basic advice. And I know the, the fads and the trends will change over time, but I think the basic structure of what young men are striving to be, I think I'm, I think I'm touching on that. I, I feel I am. I'm getting a lot of encouragement from people to say that I am. So, you know, that's it. That's basically how this all started.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm so glad that it did, and that that was on your heart, and you took the leap. You've got a good radio voice too. Just by the way, when i was listening to it, I'm like, oh, he, he even has a really good, on you know, on air voice. So um, I I just was so happy that you uh, that you're offering this podcast, and it really is what you talk about is timeless. Um, and we'll get into some of those things that you talk about. Um, But I'm curious, why do you think it is so hard to find stuff for boys? I mean, and for middle school um, guys, high school, 20-somethings, because that's kind of your span, right? From middle school, high school, and then early 20s. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. And. I I mean, I get so many emails for the podcast around puberty for girls and, you know, and self-esteem for girls and building confidence for girls. And those are all wonderful, but nothing for boys. And and what do you make of that?
1: Well, you, you just supported why I started Thrivehood, right? Because there's nothing out there because we don't see that. The only... The only thing that I can gather as I have been doing this, I'm going on my third year with Thrivehood, is there is, I would say, th- there's an element of of manhood, of maleness, if you want to call it that, that we have the ability to manage life all by ourselves. Mm. Society, social media, education, the education system. Has in, in what we hear has convinced us that the man, he's got the man's got to be the man, man up. How many? How, how often do we hear that? Man up, be the man, take control, handle the situation. So I feel, and I'm not saying this is this is what it is. I'm just giving my obvious just just an opinion. But I feel like that has trickled down into us as males to say, man, if I reach out for help, what does that make me look like? If I go out there and tell somebody I need help, I'm weak, I'm frail, I have no self-esteem, I can't pick myself up. You know, how many times do we hear, especially in the sporting world, get up, you know, just you know, rub some dirt on it, even though you got a compound fracture and you can't run. Get out there anyway, take it on. You know, there's there's this whole, this, this machoism, I think, that has prevailed through generations. And now let me say this I'm gonna stop here. I'm not saying there's something wrong with that I think in moderation that's a real value for men I think there's an element where we we should be expected to step up and to do what's needed and to do what's required but I think what we tend to do at least in my opinion is we don't know when to ask for help we don't know when to say hey I'm a, I'm a underwater here I I actually need some help so I my long answer to that is I think especially with these young the Gen Zs these young guys I was one once I was 16 once and I thought the whole world was wrong I was the only one right I was the only one that had it all together I'm the one my mom and dad don't know crap you <laughs> know it's interesting I got the older that I get the smarter that my parents are I don't know how that works but anyway <laughs> but you know it, it's this whole it's this whole dichotomy for young men that they they're growing up and they're starting to come into their own. They have their own ideas and opinions and viewpoints and their body's changing and so on and so forth. And the last thing they want to do at 17 years old is listen to some old fart, tell them what they need to do and how they need to treat a girl. They're, they're talking about manning up or so on and so forth. So I think my guess is, you know, I, I would tend to say, I think there are a number of young men that listen to my podcast that they don't tell a single person Mm -hmm. because they don't want to look like they're weak, insufficient, incapable, unable, but by God, I listen to uncle Tim and, you know, on, on occasion, he's got something good. And then I'll just sort of add that to my arsenal of adulthood as I'm growing up. And nobody really needs to know. I could actually make that my original thought. Hey, I don't care. Take credit for it. It doesn't matter to me. As long as you're applying some of these things that I'm trying to convey that's the goal. That's the key. So I think that's where the disconnect is for, for young men today.
0: Yeah, you, you raised such a good point. It's interesting because the last several people I've interviewed on the podcast, I was asking the difference between one had done lots of research as far as social dynamics in middle school. And I always think of those being very different um, from what girls go through and what boys go through. And she was actually sharing that a lot of the friendship issues, boys go through that also. They just don't talk about it. Yes. And I, and she said, but when she went in and she started talking to guys about it, they were opening up our social media pressure where we think, at least I think this way, like, oh, girls are the ones that are Feeling all that pressure with their body image and all this no guys are when they're asked and they're in a safe place to talk about they're saying they feel that as well and I was like wow they just don't talk about it so yeah so I I agree um with your point I think that is so true it's just you don't talk about it you keep it in and um and you're shining, you're bringing it into the light and talking about, but in a very proactive way to meet their needs. Um, yeah, And
1: I think too, Cheryl, along that point, just to, re- to reiterate what you just said and what I just said, what young men have to understand is they don't have all the answers and that's okay. Yeah. You got to start explaining to them that it's okay that you didn't make it on the football team. It's okay that she said no when you asked her out. It's okay that you're struggling with being alone from COVID and you and you don't know how to express. The first step is it's okay. <laughs> okay? It's all right. You're not going to lose your manliness or manhood because you've shown some weakness. And I think for young men, they don't know where that balance is. They just don't know. If I leak a little bit of my heart out there. Guess what? Now I'm a wimp. Now I'm a loser. Now I'm a guy that's that, that can't handle stress in life. Because again, society's telling me I should handle everything and manage everything and deal with everything. It's a lie. Cheryl, you and I both know that it's a flat out lie. There's no tr- There's no truth to that whatsoever. But I think they feel like if I go too far down that road, then I'm, then everything, you know, everything is emotional. And now I'm like a girl and that's the last thing I want to be as a girl, you know? And, and so you see the back and forth, how, how far do I go with being, being vulnerable and being transparent, but yet still being able to keep my manhood and what I'm wanting to grow into. I think that's, that's sort of the challenge right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah so, how do you how do you address that on the podcast? You have a lot of different topics you talk about. I love them because they're they're not that long. They're probably just long enough unless you have a speaker and it's a little bit longer. And you do lots of creative things. so tell tell the listeners what you talk about, what you're up to, what you're doing
1: so the the male species, the young male species, is very unique. You you have to at least from what I gather and how I'm approaching it, and the response that I've gotten back has been has been rather pov- uh, positive. The you can hit them with with a serious subject, but you also at some point got to come back with something that's a little humorous, lighthearted, easy to digest. Because what you don't want to do is get them into a the mindset that life is a drudgery and everything is hard and you just, you know, well, let's talk about the the, the mental health issues. And We could do that. We could go there. And, and it's not to say that those issues don't need to be addressed. I'm going to be having a, a Dr. Jessica Peck on here at some point in the near future. We're going to be talking about some, a pretty heavy subject, which is suicide in, in male teens, teen males. So, yeah, we have those. But you know what? Life isn't all about hard. Life isn't all about deep and and depressing. Life is about. I did a episode called Your Body. I forgot. It's been a while back. But something about does. Do you know the benefits of laughter? Or do you know that your body needs laughter? I do a I do a series called Useless Facts You Can Use. That is a, is stupid. It's silly. It's a it's a dumb fact that has no bearing on anything. And I've had people ask me why do you. What does that got to do with mentoring boys and young men? I said, mentoring boys and young men, they also want to be humored. They want to have a little fun in life. They want to enjoy something. So the useless facts brings you a fact like, did you know that uh, an elephant weighs less than a whale's tongue? Okay, well, how am I ever <laughs> going to use that in anything? Yeah. And so I sometimes I'll kid with all my podcast. I'll say, hey, that could be a great opening line. If you were trying to get a date, you never know. You can use something silly like that. So. It it runs the gamut, right? I want to be humorous and fun, Uh, middle of the road of trying to provide maybe some practical skills. And then we can get into some heavy things where maybe there's some social skills or some areas where we can touch on. And it runs the gamut. You know, we've, we have, I'm trying to think of some, uh, maybe some of the more practical skills is what are some basic. Hand tools that you need when you get ready to move out. You need a little toolbox. What do you need? You need a screwdriver. You need a tape measure. You need a wrench. You need just some basic things. We talk about very practical things. How do you change a tire? How do you jumpstart a, a car? There's some big. You know what are what are some things you should know? You should learn how to swim. You probably should learn to know how to swim because you never know. Thirty years from now, when you're grown up and you slip somewhere in a, on a boating in a boating situation accident. And you don't know how to swim, boy. I remember Uncle Tim telling me 30 years ago I should learn how to swim. So it's yeah. practical, right? There's and there's tons of all of those type of practicalities out there. And then we have some of the soft skills. How do you man up? How do you what? What actually is manhood? What does that mean? What what is the what value does that bring? What is toxic masculinity? What is nobility? Where has chivalry gone? How how do I bring that back? How do you, uh, how do you ask a girl out? You were asking me about, how do you ask a girl? What, what are girls looking for in a, in a quality, not just a guy, but a quality guy, a quality young man. What is he look? what is she looking for? And so we go eye contact. What? Why is it important that when I'm speaking to an adult that I need to, I need to catch the. The individual's eye. What's a good handshake? Why why is that important? Why is why do I call that your your invisible business card when you're meeting an individual? Why is a handshake so important rather than having a strong, confident handshake versus the dead fish that sometimes we feel? what What is what does that say about you? What does that say about? There's research. There's ton of stats that literally can support why you need to look at your handshake and what it says about you if you're not careful. So all of this is gearing us and is moving us towards becoming the best version of yourself that you can be. And I I did an episode recently about, it was called self-checkup. And we were talking, and was talking about take six months, every six months and get away and think about where your life is and where you are where you are and where you're headed what's going on in your life now and what's coming up and 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 plan because if you don't do that and you're in your 40s and you're married and you got four kids and football and school and band practice and a mortgage and car payments and and on and on and on
0: mm-hmm. you're gonna
1: stop and go wait a minute how did I how did I get here and usually those questions come when things aren't going well right we don't question that when things are good it's when things are bad that we're like How did I get here? How did this happen? Well, do a yearly, bi-yearly checkup and ask yourself that question. We are where we are because in most cases of the decisions we've made ourselves, not because of outside influences, but the the choices that we've made, we're where we are because of that. So, hey, guys. And I had, there was somebody was, had responded to me and says, I'm 11 years old. (laughs) Telling me self <laughs> checkup. What is, is Thrivehood? I told him, What is Thrivehood? It's preparing you now. Start putting these practices in place now. It's all about now. Start now. So by the time you get into your 20s and 30s and 40s, this is almost mu- muscle memory. It's almost like, Hey, honey. It's uh, it's June. I got to get away for a weekend. I've got to do some thinking and planning and praying. I got to think about what's going on, and some of those things could be real challenging. It could just be just a, a course correction. So we talk about all kinds of areas that relate to men and how and young men and how they can prepare themselves to move to the next next phase. And I'll, let me add this to what I've what I've noticed. I've noticed that there are a number of young men that get themselves into situations that they had a choice to make, and they maybe have made a wrong choice. And so, as I've thought some about this, I've also realized Thrivehood is about positioning yourself and removing as many of as as let me re- say, let me re- say that Thrivehood's goal is to. Reduce as much baggage as you can now. Mm. So that when you head into adulthood, you're going to have less challenges. Cheryl, you and I both know life doesn't get easier. There is <laughs> anybody that tells a young man that's they're lying to him. It gets harder. It gets more difficult. There's more responsibility. There's more pressure. So you want to go into adulthood with a, a drug habit and been with three girls, and one unwanted pregnancy, and drama, and chaos. Really? Think about that, guys, for just a minute. That You're setting up the rest of your life already at, at 13 or 15 or 20 years old, mm-hmm. and you've got four or five major issues in your life, and you haven't even hit adulthood yet. You're not even married. You haven't even started your career. You haven't even finished college. Thrivehood is saying, get control of that right now. Deal with it now, because guess what? When you get older, you're also going to learn how to manage conflict easier and quicker and resolve things if you even learn that step now. So move into adulthood with as less with as I'm saying I'm, I'm not saying this quite right, but with minimal amount of baggage as possible so that when you do hit the hard times and they're going to come when you hit those times, you don't have to deal with that plus four other bits of luggage that you've brought into your future.
0: Yeah, oh gosh, that's so good. And, and what I was thinking as you were saying that is you are a third party voice that our kids, our boys need to hear. And before we got on here, I was talking about how often I hear from moms and they are um, experiencing their sons pulling away and it's starting in middle school, and they're mourning that, and they're still trying to talk to their sons in a way. And, and like you said, it's like Charlie Brown's teacher. It's like, you know, rah, 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 rah. And They're not listening. And then moms are like, I can't reach them. They won't talk to me. They won't open up. And meanwhile, their boy's vaping, which we have one on vaping. And uh, they're hanging out maybe with the wrong crowd, but they're very... Uh, tend to be more impulsive at this age. They're not, they're pre, as we know, their prefrontal cortex has not kicked in, their brain's rewiring, all that stuff's happening. So they are not thinking through, if I do X, then that's not going to take me in the direction that I want to go in my life. And then if I make this choice, then this might happen, this, this, and is that really where I want to be when I'm, you know, 21 and I you know, and I'm in this situation and I I'm lost. And so you raise that self-awareness in boys by talking about these things and getting them to think more strategically about what they want their lives to look like, who they want to be in a way that we can't talk to our boys anymore. And they're because they're, they're becoming men. And uh, so uh, I'm hoping that the moms that are listening um whoever's listening we have youth pastors and teachers and lots of different people that listen can share this podcast um with their with their sons or where wherever that they the boys are the young men are so that they can you know they can hear these messages because they they need them but from somebody that is not us <laughs> there we don't, you know, you're like standing in the gap and, and for, for dads too, because moms will be like, well, do you know, any podcasts? do you have any resources for my husband to listen to with my son? And until you came through my feet, I really didn't, I, there was not, there's so little out there and um, yeah, so um, I, I just think we need, we need what you are, are sharing our, our boys and young men need what you're sharing.
1: Oh, yeah. And I, I I see it more and more as the year goes by, the years go by. Like I said, I'm starting my third year and we're going to be, <clears throat> pardon me, we'll be pulling in some interviews and some more people as we go along. The thing that has struck me and has, has struck me and has scared me, the number of young men that are growing up in dysfunctional situations. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say this, and I wish, and I don't have research, but I, I would tend to believe that I think there are more challenging family lives than not, at least in America. Mm-hmm. I, I, listen, I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not saying moms and dads are wrong. That, that's not what my point is. My point is that I see an incredible, it isn't just a need, Cheryl. It is an incredible need. For young men to figure out what this thing is called life, and I'll tell you, since COVID, I think it is—it has changed the dynamics. So social media has changed the dynamics, the way that boys and young men interact with each other and with girls and with their parents has changed. it, it, it is not how you and I, you know. I can tell by you, you and I've got—we've been around a few times, and, and, and it's. <laughs> it was yeah. a lot different it was a it was mm-hmm. nothing like what it is right now and so my heart goes out to these young men because i'll i'll be honest i think society i mean we and i don't i don't and you probably notice i don't talk political i i don't want to go there that's not my that's yeah. not my goal my job i you know you can do that all day long but with what's happening in our society right now there the 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 uh the unrest the racism unrest and the you know political aisle literally split down the middle left and right it's almost there's almost hatred and in in strife going on uh, you have covid and what's happening and wondering what the government's trying to pull and not pull and you know uh, i support it and i don't guess who's caught in the middle of all of this it is our generation z it's the people that are supposed to be our leaders and our teachers and our pioneers in the next generation to come and these young boys, the the statistics of a young man that thinks about um, suicide
0: mm-hmm. is
1: one in three in America today. One in three, they just have thought about it. That is staggering to me, Cheryl. That is that is like how how did we get here? What did I just say earlier. If we don't take self-evaluation on a regular basis, we're going to ask the question, how did we get here? I think our country should be doing self-evaluation every five years. How are we as a country doing? Where are we going? And what are we doing for our kids? The education system has dropped out of the bottom, right? There's nothing that these young men can hang their hat on and say, you know what? At least I got, well, hmm. no, I don't even have that. I don't have anything. I don't have my parents, I don't have my friends, I don't have, you know, my teachers, I don't have, you know, there's, there is, and I could go on and on for hours about this, but what I'm seeing and what I'm recognizing is they don't know where to turn, they don't know what to do. And God bless the people that are reaching out to you, the viewers and those that are supporting your program, they're the good, That that's the good, those are the good parents, those <laughs> Mm -hmm. Those are the good moms and the good dads. Those are the ones that are trying to get it right. I know you probably got single uh, parents listening, single moms, Mm -hmm. huge, huge. And and, and I'm not trying to push promoting me. I'm not, I do have a heart for it, but I think there's value in what I'm bringing. I do. I really do. I mean, I'm speaking from my heart. I'm not just trying to push something. I, 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 I I was longing for the day where even single moms would have Mm -hmm. access to this. And, and while all of that is good, and I like what you're doing, and I'm honored that you're helping me out, and I'm helping you out, the reality is there are a, millions and millions of young men that won't ever hear about this podcast, that desperately need it, that don't have the mom and the dad that is trying, that is living in dysfunction and chaos and abandonment and on and on and on. And to be honest, this is for them. This is what I'm trying to do. Is is there any way that I can get this into their hands so that maybe, just maybe, if everyone else, if everyone else has walked away, maybe Uncle Tim can be a voice in the middle of the darkness for him, and give him a little nugget and give him a little encouragement. I don't know why I'm getting so upset. That's weird, but anyway, um, but I have a passion. I have a drive that that if every young man would just understand their role and their responsibility in America we we, we sit here, Sharon, we talk about all the problems that we have in this world and in even in our country. and there's and I did a podcast on this, and I talk about all of the all of the uh, nonprofit organizations that are out there to help with mental uh, mental health, and there's all of these programs and support systems. I was thinking I was when I did that episode, I don't even remember what I call it now. And I said, think for a minute, if all of the young men today would just sort of take up the mantra of I'm going to be the man that I'm supposed to be, that I was made to be, that I'm going to that I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to walk in honor and nobility and chivalry. And I don't care what the media says and what you know all of these other organizations, I'm really going to take up that mantle. I have a strong feeling that in one generation, 90 percent. Of the programs that we have today would vanish. Why? Because these young men are now leaders. They're not just leading America. They're leading their families. They're showing their kids how it's done. And then their kids show their kids how it's done. Guess what happens? We change We change the world by that. We're, we're out here looking for all of this answers and the solutions all out there. It starts with me. It starts with you. It starts with these young men to say, you have what it takes. To step up and to do what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. Sorry.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, that you have such a passion for what you're doing and a heart for the boys that don't have hope, that don't know that their life counts, to feel like, you know, they can lead, that they have what it takes inside of them. And that's why, you know, you're doing what you're doing because you, you want them to know how, you know, that their life really matters and to give them that hope. And it's very, um, what you share is inspiring and it's empowering to, to boys and young men that they know that they can choose their path and, and that there is so much hope and purpose for their lives. And, and that so many don't, don't believe that, don't know that, don't have a man in their life um, that is modeling that. Even wonderful families, men don't, if you didn't get it, then you don't know how to have these conversations with your with your son. So I think the, even the dads, this can, you know, it bridges that gap or helps. How do I start to even talk to my son about that? I don't know what to say. My dad didn't have that conversation with me, mm-hmm. but oh, we'll listen, to Uncle Tim, and he's going to talk about these things in twelve minutes, and we can have a discussion about what we think about that and get them to think about their lives really mattering and there being purpose.
1: Amen. Couldn't say it any better, Cheryl. That's perfect.
0: And moms that are listening, we tend to focus on the negative. And we really do because we wrap a lot of our identity into the choices our kids are making. So if my kid is vaping, if they're smoking pot, if they're acting out, Therefore, that must mean I'm doing something wrong. So we are—we try to fix it. We, you know, we try to discipline. We do all these things, well-meaning. And we're trying very hard, but that can beat a kid down too. That can discourage a kid too. And and they're not. And we we talked about. I like to touch a little bit on this because it's so hard for moms to know how to get through to their sons. And I have a lot of single moms or moms that's husbands really aren't that involved. Um, and they feel like they're carrying the weight alone and they're trying to g- talk to their sons about this, but their sons don't listen. You know, they're not wanting to, they're, they're doing that breaking away from mom, which is very painful for a mom. My son's now married. He He's 30 and I have a new grand granddaughter, um, which is Great. super. Congratulations! Obsession. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and He wrote me this article at like 21, what your son, you know, the, I think it was even 18, I, 16 things your son should know. And, and many (laughs) of them at the time I didn't know. And one of them is like, you got to understand, I'm trying to figure out what it means to be a man. I'm trying to figure out and therefore I need to break away from mom. And so what would you say to the mom? From a boy's perspective, what are they thinking? You know, why why is this happening, and what can a mom do?
1: I'm sure there's a number of moms that are can relate to this. Okay, you ready?
0: Mm-hmm. Gosh, mom! Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Golly, you're always on me, mom. Gosh, mom, I don't want to talk right now. Right, right. Yeah, Last yeah. Season, heard it in my home. Get yeah, off
0: my back.
1: Yeah. Ah, you have all your you just you you talked about it a minute ago and i'll reference it again the charlie brown syndrome is maybe what we could call it all that so let's just take a 16 year old boy all that that 16 year old boy has heard and i'm talking I'm going to talk to the moms for a second directly to them yeah. okay, moms yeah. listen for just a second and this is just uncle tim all right i don't have a bunch of letters after my name and a psychiatrist psychologist this is just me and i'm just a guy and i'm sort of putting myself as to where i was at when i was 16 and here's here's what I would say to you. I would say that number one, all he's heard for the last 16 years is the parent's voice in Charlie Brown shows. If you haven't go listen and you'll hear (laughs) think about this for a minute, moms, all that he's heard for the last 16 years is one voice. If, especially if you're a single parent two if you're, if you're not, or if the, if the dad is disengaged, which that happens a lot. So think about at 16, oh, my God, there she goes again, the same old, and it's, the, and you hear the same old thing, you just, you're always on me about this, this, you know, whatever, right? I'm not slamming you, mom, just trying to give you perspective. Oh, mm-hmm. Then what happens is the shutdown starts to happen, probably, right? Starting to be like, man, he's not talking to me as much. And he's not, and and, and, and what am I, right? You've said it. What am I doing wrong? And so on and so forth. I think simultaneously, while maybe there may be a little truth to that, he's developing. Moms, you got to remember he's 16. He's got zits on his face. He's getting muscles on his body that he hasn't had before. He starts looking and when he gets out of the shower and his hair is wet, he starts flexing and you know guess what's happening the change is beginning to take place it's starting to come to a reality and now guess what girls man i got these big guns and well you know girls like guns and hey girls guns hey wait a minute you see what's (laughs) happening there's a development that's taking place it's be he's beginning to figure out there's more to me than gaming and bicycles, right? It's now. It's I'm I'm gonna I'm getting ready to drive, and I have my freedom, right? That's a big one. Now he's he's got responsibility now, so he's moving into that stage of adulthood. You are a distant thought because you were there up until that point. Now it's a, the breakaway stage. He's now getting ready to move on. He's now getting influences from other people. He's he's gotten influences from teachers and all that up to this point. But now what's happening is he's getting his own ideas. He's he's formulating his own opinions, right? That's why you and him butt heads. He's got his own opinions. It's mm-hmm. natural. It's normal. You may not like it. It may be tough. You know, th- you know far be it for me to speak to you about how you should handle vaping or drugs. I, I I don't I'm not qualified. I can't do that. I wish I could. But gets to try to find some help, find some people that could help you with that. But we're when we're talking as far as the relationship and the development or the non-development understand. And I think this is key. And you and I talked about this, Cheryl, before I came on, this is supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to happen. Understand that this is, you were there once. I was there once. I'm tired of being told what to do. I'm tired of you telling me I got to go find, Oh really? You know? It it snows in the winter. All right. Well, I'm going to go out in the summer because I'm just going to see if it really what we're doing as we're growing up is we're challenging everything we've been taught. We're taking every book of philosophy that we've been taught off of the shelf and we're examining it for ourselves now. Do I really believe that? Do I really think that's what moms and dads says? Do I think? And, and so understand that all of this, you're, you're getting all this wrapped up into my son won't talk to me. It's a, it's a very inward, introspective thing that's beginning to take place in his life. Now, let me tell you real quickly, you didn't necessarily ask for how to maybe deal with this, but I'll tell you something that we've done. I have a 17-year-old son. Cheryl, it's amazing. She's told me about two years ago, it started happening. He, he won't talk to me. He doesn't have, you know, I'll go in his room. We're, we'll talk for an hour. We'll take a drive. We'll work on a project. You know, we're talking, rapping about he's in football and he's school and girlfriend and all this stuff. And so we were chatting one day and she says, you know what? I wonder I wonder if Brett would give me like an hour a week or a half hour a week and we schedule it every Monday night at six o'clock from six to six thirty. You allow mom to, she says, I'll come into his room. And he's like, what are you coming in here for? She's like, it's almost like I can't even go into his room. So we sat him down and we said, you're still under our household. You're not 18 yet. (laughs) You still abide by the house rules. We understand you're beginning to be your own person and and we want to support that. But there's an element of, of respect and responsibility that you need to give to your mother to give her the time that she needs because she needs to connect with you. So we said half hour hour at the most one day a week sometimes it's every two weeks. And you know what sometimes my wife sometimes she'll change it up, "Hey, let's go out for dinner tonight." My my son loves to eat out. So she'll she'll maybe go, "Hey, well let's let's go out to eat," hey, you know. Now we're now we're thinking maybe I could, you know, get him into talking a little bit here. And it works. Guess what? He talks, he listens. Because he's prepped and he knows, "Okay, this is the time I have to give to mom. She's going to ask me a ton of questions. I just got to get ready for it." and it's sort of worked for us he has because he knows it's coming he knows when it is it's the same time every week some challenges can happen circumstances schedules can change but we have found that that's actually been somewhat helpful and has helped mom cuz moms want to connect with their sons rightly so so i don't know maybe that doesn't help anybody else but i think for my wife and for us that has that seems to have helped some
0: well thank you for that and i like it for moms because then we can say, okay, I don't need to ask. I can kind of relax because I know we'll get this time and have to remind myself not to just throw out question after question when I finally get him. <laughs> you know, try to I I would say to my husband, like, why is he talking to you? And my son played baseball. And so we'd be in the car for a very long time when his games were away. And uh and I said, he's always talking to you. He said, well, I'm quiet for the first 15 minutes. And then he starts talking, but you right out of the box. I'm like, rah, 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 you know, and it's like, oh, you know, and all of a sudden you see the the head leaning on the glass, you know, <laughs> oh, you know? <laughs> and, you know, and they shut down. So, you know, just, be, just being very intentional to find that time just to be with, to connect, take them out to eat, whatever that looks like. Um, mm-hmm. I love that, you know, Find
1: something that he likes that is legal
0: <laughs> and it yeah, doesn't yeah.
1: cost too much and is simple. That's why like, periodically, like I said, she's like, we'll go out to eat. And I mean, he'll sit and listen and chat because it's sort of a give and take. So you're absolutely right. i need it. My wife, same way. She's, she's I gotta find out. I gotta find <laughs> yeah. out. And i <laughs> I don't know for the dads that are listening for any of the dads that are listening, it, 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 here's, here's something that I did when that. So we sat down and had, that. I, I should have added this too, but for the dads, after we made a decision, we talked to our son and says, we want to meet at least a half hour, hour every a week. Sometimes it's two weeks. So we give him some time. I pulled my son aside before the first episode. Right. And I said, listen, you need to engage. This is the time that your mother wants to connect to you. And I told him, I said, I get it. You're like, connect. She's going to ask me questions and all this. Mm-hmm. I said, son, this time isn't about you. It has nothing, it has nothing to do. With, it has everything to do with mom. So you're starting to learn a fundamental rule about selflessness and compromise in relationships. So start that now. Because guess what? When you enter a girlfriend into your life. And I'm actually doing an episode here in a week or two about the dating mindset, selflessness, and if you want to know where to start with dating, learn what selflessness and compromise is before you ever ask out that first girl, because when she wants to go see a movie and you want to go out to eat, how are you going to deal with that? So I said, Mom is the same way. It isn't about you all the time. It isn't about everything you want to do. And right now, this is an opportunity. And and I told my son, I said, you honor me by respecting and honoring mom. That you want to know how to honor me as your as your dad? You do what I ask you to do when mom when mom walks in the room. That's how you honor me. That's how you make me feel proud of who you are and what you're accomplishing in life because mom is a part of me. We're together. We're a team here. We're not doing this she's doing her thing and I'm doing mine. We're coming together as a unit to, to help you. And you need to engage with mom when she's in the room and take 30 minutes of your entire life for a week and give to your mom. I said, that's all you got to do. And I said, can you do that? And he's like, yeah, dad, I can do that. I said, okay, so we're good. So maybe that helps.
0: Yeah, that's great. I mean, when when you are can be united front as well and support her in that way, but ultimately you're supporting your son in and. Yes that this is, it does lay a foundation for future relationships. Sure does. And I'm sure he's finding out that it's, he's actually, it's enjoyable. He's not like dying, you know, (laughs) he's not dying from connecting with mom. So yeah. Yeah.
1: But But He he knows it's coming, right? That's the hope. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He can prepare.
1: That's right. He's got it. He's got to put on his game face and his, you know, war paint and get ready and okay. And here comes mom. And I'm going to answer all her questions and, But then it's like, it's going to a job interview. You only got to be up for just a few minutes and you're prepared for it. And then you move on. So,
0: yeah. And there's hope moms. My son's older now and now he calls me. It's so cute. He calls me and he FaceTimes with my granddaughter. And I'm like, yes, he's calling me like two (laughs) times a week. (laughs) That's great. That's great. So it's very sweet. But, you know, it looks different, but they... They do come, you know, come back around. It's just different. So, it and it, as it's meant to be. So, yes. well, Tim, it's been just a joy having you on, and we'll have to have you back. I just loved it. And um, tell our listeners, like, how can, and me, how we can get the word out? And I will include the podcast link, of course. And where can they find you?
1: Thrivehoodpodcast.com again thrivehoodpodcast.com thrivehood is one word uh, we've got a website we we are doing we got blog i'm doing blogs we have we actually we even have a little shop resource center there and there are some books that i have recommended some few books that would be of value for anybody dads moms or even the teens themselves the boys themselves to go check those books out that a good number of, not all of them, but a good number of them are individuals that I've had as guests on my podcast already. And we're all over social media. We're even in Substack and we're everything, TikTok, Snapchat, Gitter, I mean, Instagram, Facebook, I mean, on and on and on. We're on all of that, YouTube, Twitter. So you can also find us on there as well. The, the thing that I, here's what I ask. Here's my ask for today. If you're asking what, what Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. get the word out to the boys that need it. Don't just stop with your immediate family. If you know of, you know, moms and dads, if you know of a, of a nephew that needs this, figure out a way to get it to them. If you're trying to figure out, well, now, how do I actually get this into the hands of my son? You made a great point at least, you know, dads, if dads are trying to figure this out, I love what you said, sit down. And that's why I did only 10 or 15, 20 minutes at, at the most is because I, part of the reason is the attention span of today, Jen's ears are about three <laughs> seconds, according to TikTok.
0: Yeah. So I
1: want to jump in there, get to the point and get out because I want the, I want the thinking and the processing to develop on its own. I want them, I don't want to sit for an hour and preach and teach and ramrod something and force an opinion. I want to just drop a seed, right? Drop a nugget. You think on it, you consider it, you f- figure out what you think about this. Mm-hmm. So it's a great opportunity and a segue for dads to sit down and say, son, I don't know where to start, but let's start with Thrivehood. Just what you said. Let's listen to this. Take, give me 30 minutes, son. We'll listen for 10 minutes and we'll spend 10 or 15 minutes talking about it. I love that. Moms are the same way. The challenge that moms have, right? We were just talking about it. How do I get my son to listen to this? The, the thing that I would recommend is you have to be, there's, you have to use, a, I would say, a little bit of the art of persuasion when it comes to teens. And what I would say is one of the main focuses and the main elements of having the art of persuasion is to make somebody think that it was their idea, even though you're the one that came up with it. So you got to get clever. You got to get creative on some way, somehow to get this on one of his feeds. It shows up on his Instagram. It pops up on his, because we're talking about, right. What you want, don't want to do is get your half hour. Okay. I want to sit down and listen to these five episodes of this. Cause you need this boy. And I, You know, you don't, oh, yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't want yeah, to start there. Yeah. So, so maybe there's an element there and, and we have people listening. Mom's listening. There's the, the relationships vary from very close to very far apart. So, you know gauge your relationship you might be able to sit down with your son and say i'd like for you to listen to this son or you might, you might want to think about this son or you know find out different ways that you can do it get creative with it but I, i'm i'm saying my heart is not only for the men the young men that are in, in the parents and the dads that are listening here but go beyond this don't don't stop here help me to get the word out that, that maybe, you know, of a young man that is struggling, you know, of a young man, maybe it's your church. Maybe, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's at work. You, you've had a conversation with a coworker and he's, his son is struggling. Hey, check out this thrivefoot thing. Maybe this is a, something that can be of value to him because the, the message is, I want to help the young men out there thrive as they mature, boldly, not just mature, but they mature boldly. We want them to move into manhood with vim and vigor. I'm using old old English words, but vim and vigor and nobility and forthrightness, right? We, we want them to walk into their 20s going, I got this, man. And if I don't got it, I'll find some resources and some, some people and I'll get myself some people around me and I'll get some resources that'll help me get through it whenever I don't have it. But I'm going to approach my future. I'm going to approach, regardless of my past, regardless of my, your past has nothing to do with your future, has nothing to do with your present. If I'm, if I'm going to leave a parting word here, maybe I'm getting ahead of you here, but that's my parting word. And not just for the young men, but for moms and dads, your past is irrelevant. It means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. What matters is now and going forward. Your past doesn't dictate your future. It doesn't decide your fate. It doesn't make a decision for you. You have control. Control, I say this a lot, control the controllables. Everything you know you can control, then control it. And stop letting things and circumstances and events and habits and all these vices control you. You have the ability. You can do this. I I don't question it for a minute. So. Can we get that message out to as many young men in America and around the world that we can? I, I am just a firm believer that we have all that we need. Good Lord above too wouldn't, wouldn't hurt to be able to move ourselves from where we are now to where we want to be. It happens. Cheryl, you and I, we know story after story after story of people that have rose from nothing, from poverty, from to, from awful situations it's a, it, it's almost, those stories are almost, oh yeah, okay. Right, that guy and that girl and they did it. I mean, it's almost become almost a norm when you start thinking about it. Well, that's great. Then if it's
0: a norm, then that means you can do it. <laughs> so do it right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Uncle Tim, it's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you for all that you're doing. And I believe that this podcast is going to continue to thrive and reach, you know, reach those those young men, boys that really, truly need it. They all need it, but especially your heart for those that are really struggling. And, um, yeah. So thank you because we need what you're offering.
1: Thank you, Cheryl. And I again, I am I'm humbled and I'm grateful for this opportunity. And I want to encourage everyone to continue to support Cheryl's projects and all that she's she's got her hands on all kinds of stuff. And I love what she's doing to keep supporting this. This this is a wonderful program that, uh, that you're doing too. I, I, I love our like-mindedness here, Cheryl. So it's been an honor to be on with you today.
0: Uh, thank you, Tim. Well, that's it for today, friend, and thank you so much for joining me. I just want you to know that it means so much to me that you listen in because I know there's so many podcasts out there and I love connecting with you. I love hearing from you. People reach out to me and say I'm listening on my run or I'm listening when I do the laundry or I'm listening in the car or, or on the airplane. And so I just want to tell you how much you mean to me, that we can be a community that supports each other here. And I just love it. I I just love getting to connect with you. So if you find this podcast helpful, I encourage you to share it with a friend or or to leave a review. And of course, I am here to support you. So sign up for our newsletter and all the good stuff that we are up to uh, here at Moms of Tweens and Teens. You want to go to Moms of Tweens and Teens dot com. And you can also always email me. I do do a uh, Facebook live on our business page that's called Moms of Tweens and Teens at 9 a.m. Central every week. And that's when I answer your questions. And you can also uh, listen to the replay if you can't come live. So just know that's available to you as well. So have a great week and I will see you back here next time.